the footsteps of Jesus from down under. This is Nick Rita, your host. Very happy to be with you again today. And it's my pleasure to welcome you to this program and thank you for tuning in with us. It's always encouraging when we hear from you, when we know that what we're doing here makes a difference in your life. Today it's a very special program and um, I'll explain in a couple of words. My guest today, it's somebody who I never met before. Just a few minutes ago, I, I have the privilege to meet uh, through my friend uh, Len and uh, I was thinking what we are going to do today uh, to talk with somebody who you don't know much. But the good thing is that when you talk about Jesus and following in the footsteps of Jesus, you start to have a common ground. And that's amazing for me. Even in few minutes, which I was able to just uh, interact with my guest today, I could establish that connection. And that's, that's really great. I thought I would just mention that. My guest today is Ernie Gomez. And uh, by his name, you'll uh, realize that he's not from uh, Australia. He's visiting Australia, coming here to speak, I believe, uh, to a convention, which is about the Adventist motorcycle ministry worldwide. And Ernie is an ambassador of this ministry worldwide. He has traveled around uh, in the world to share and encourage this uh, wonderful ministry. As you know, this program is uh, generally designed to share your story, to share your walk with Jesus. And Ernie, before I will uh, hear your story, I would just like to hear from you a bit of your background. And I would like to welcome you to this program today in the footsteps of Jesus. Okay, Nick, uh, thank you very much for being here, for the invitation. Uh, I'm very happy to be here in Australia, to be here among uh, brothers, to be here around uh, so great people, so lovely people, and of course uh, to share also uh, what God has been doing for all of us in South America and some experiences in some other countries too. I'm from Brazil, 200 million people living in this country that I could say that we are as big as Australia too. And we have some uh, similarities with you guys. I have checked some things here. For example, uh, lots of birds. So we have there Amazon. Uh, we have uh, a lot of uh, places to take some sun. We have ocean. We have um, also some good blue sky like you have here. And now I don't know if you took my colors from my soccer team or did I took yours. But we have the green and the yellow too. Okay. So that's something that we have similar to. And happy people, happy people, smiling people. I guess we have some good sunshine in both countries, right? That's good. That's great to hear that, um, Ernie. And um, I always actually myself uh, dream to visit uh, uh, Brazil. Oh, you're and very I, welcome. And I know quite a few people from Brazil, good friends of mine here in Australia. But who knows, maybe one day 
yeah. uh, will be able to visit. But early today, I would like to to hear from you, particularly your story, your walk with Jesus. As I said, before we get into that, would you be able to share just in few words a bit of your background, how many siblings or, you know, where have you been born and things like that? Well, I had uh, such a different teenager life that today the youth people, teenagers, they have. We used to be player on the street. Uh, We used to have a skating boarding. We used to have a soccer. And sometimes we were catching birds. Uh, sometimes we were running a lot and going up the trees, going to rivers. And so we had a kind of a very farm children time. But uh, we were in the city about uh, 500,000 people. So it's city with uh, such a good size is not very small and I'm in the countryside in south of Brazil but uh, we have this kind of uh, children time and uh, I had a lot of friends that we used to to go out and to play my parents they were Christian they were Seventh-day Adventist people and we used to study in elementary school and also high school and Adventist college. And several times uh, I used to to call my mom and say, uh, Mom, um, I would like to go to some other school. Ah, uh, because I know some professors already. I know some from the church. I would like to go to some other school because I have some friends there. And my mom, very calm, and she used to take care because she knew that we would be in a very good education. And so I decided to stay. And after a long time, we look back, and some of my friends that we used to go skating board, they got some different ways, which uh, I believe that the education... Christian education makes a lot of difference in my life. But uh, the special moment that I would say to me was in high school because uh, we decided to go to our college over there. I didn't want to sing in the choir because I love to sing. I just decided that I would be singing in the choir because I want to travel and go a little bit out of the college, out of from the campus of the college. But after so long practicing the music, the Holy Spirit starts to talk to me. And sometimes I was going in a town among the streets or going to a mall, and the words that we used to sing was just coming to my mind. And suddenly, little by little, I got interested to see the book that everybody else in the college were handling that book, that black book, our manual, so the Bible. But as I was born in a Christian background, so fathers used to say, oh, read your Bible. They used to be very around. But when we went to the college, we didn't have the daddy or mom anymore. 
And so there was my decision to start to read, starting read the Bible, and I start to read by Proverbs. And I like it very much about the sentences and some verses that King Solomon wrote. And that was the beginning to a very good relationship with this book and later to be more close and close developing a relationship uh, with Jesus. So um, later on, by the influence of our professors or religion teachers, they took a college in, in the USA and they used to tell us many stories from the U.S. And such a way, such how that I was with my mind totally focused to keep going the studies and going to U.S. I was noticing that I should learn English at the time. And then uh, I asked my my father and my mom about uh, this plan. And you know how is mom. They want to keep very close to you. Mm-hmm. And my daddy, he was so-so with this idea. And I was very excited to go. So I started to pray about it. And then I had one idea. I said, well, I'm going to tell them that I prayed about it. And I received God's message. But myself, I didn't have a receive yet this message, but that was my strategy. A bit of manipulation there as a yes, young person. Yes. I mean, just just uh, while I, I'm hearing your um, story up to here, I imagine already, uh, as you're sharing that you grow up in a Christian environment, going to a Christian school, but you're still among the young people with their own mind, doing the things which probably... Did I have to do too much with uh, with what your parents was, were hoping for you to do? Always, and, always. And, you know, I, I can relate to this story because I did similar things. And um, I can see now that, you know, God is following us, you know, whatever we do. And probably, I'm, I'm not sure here I'm, if I'm just jumping ahead a little bit of what you're going to say, but the prayers of our parents and of the churches or teachers in the schools, that will, will bring some effect in, in life uh, later on. And I can see here as you sharing that probably that was one of the um, times. Well, when you talk about uh, prayer, I, I remember that every time I was in a very tough situation that young people used to be because uh, usually we are so excited about something and but sometimes we get in trouble. But every time I, I used to be in trouble, it wasn't uh, my mom or my daddy, but I was sure that my grandmother uh, used to be praying because when I used to go to her house, she used to have a long, long prayer since I was a child. Then when we grow a little bit and young people... If something happened, one person, I had 100% that had to pray for me because my mom, my grandmother used to come every person in the family and ask for all details and everything that she knew it, and she asked us to God. Mm. So that, she, she left that mark with us. 
and sometimes I was kind of uh, relaxed because I knew that I will find a solution because someone has been praying for me. Interesting so. thing, <laughs> with, you know, there's a nice song about somebody's praying for me, Lord. Yes, there that's, is a song. that's very good to know uh, about that. But Ernie, you are planning to go to the United States. Yes, yes. Thanks for turning back to the story here because sometimes I get loose. Uh, we Brazilians, we like to speak. So, uh, we went to USA, uh, finally, with a strategy that I said, oh, I have been praying, and, and that's the decision. And so I went to the Southwestern Adventist College at that time, in 1994. And when uh, you get to the United States, they usually ask you, what's your major and your minor? I mean, you must take two colleges there in Ohio, you were choosing your classes. And my first uh, option was business. And, but I confess that I was kind of undecided what to do. Because when I left the high school, I loved that place so much, our college so much, that I was almost taking theology course to keep it going in our college. And so the one that I was studying, the last was high school and nothing else. So I had to go to another one to keep going with, uh, and should be only theology. And then I had in mind that I would be uh, my idea at the time. So oh, I'm going to get some money. And once I have this money, and then I will work to God. Anyway, anyhow, I just decided to the, the secretary over there, business in the first place, and then theology as minor. Because I have the feeling to be a, a missionary, but I didn't have 100% that I could do that or that i supposed to do that. But I'm kind of that uh, decided for this, business first and then when I have uh, enough money, I would be uh, exclusively to preach the gospel. So, living in Brazil and having this idea, because later on I came back from the United States uh, for some other reasons, and then I took uh, the college, I did international business, and then usually in Brazil you will get this money when you are older already, or like uh, 40 to 45, or sometimes you get earlier, but it's not so easy. We started uh, some uh, business, and so today I'm 45 years old, so we have some, uh, uh, not that I'm rich, but uh, we, we have some uh, resources that you can take your life as not in a hush that you had in the past time. So then I decided that I would be preaching the gospel, uh, but I see that this decision was made over there in 1994, and all this plan has been happened, which means that all the things that I have been doing, God was always giving me support, given me such a, a financially a situation that I could keep going with the plan. 
but when I was working to somebody else, it was difficult about the time. And so finally I start to work to myself, self-employed. And then now we can manage management a little bit better and have the time to spend on the ministry and working in God's ways. Mm, that's that's great um, to hear that, Ernie, because uh, if we trust in the Lord, He will uh, provide with all all means, you know, and we sometimes we can be caught into those plans that we need to provide for ourselves, that we need to earn a lot of money to be able to, you know, look after our families and so on. But actually, if we have plans to serve the Lord, as you share with us, then, then He'll provide also. Yeah, I and had in the time a very strong uh, verses that Solomon used to write in Proverbs, that he says that we can make our plans, but the final word comes from God. And sometimes uh, he says also, share your plans with God. And he will, he will make all the strength, or he will mm. give you the strength that you need to keep going. It's also necessary to to have a direction, not to just leave it everything in the air and no. just hoping that uh, God will uh, will take control of everything. You need to organize yourself. You need to do the right things, yes. and you need to pursue those things and God will uh, will support and God may may take you different ways to to bring you to the point where he wants you to be yeah for sure something that helps me a lot i learned it in the high school in the second year we talked about making plans and i remember to today a religion professor he says everybody here will write down everything that you want to do next year and we sent this letter to him, and he kept it. And at the end of the year, he sent us by mail our own letters with everything that we want to do next year. And that exercise always taught me that we have to have a plan. Mm. And every time we write down this plan, this keeps strongly in your mind. And, of course, as a Christian, if we share this plan with God, the chance to reach is very, very high. Yeah. Uh, Ernie, I know time is going very fast, and uh, i like to a uh, few things to still hear from you. Now, first of all, I would like to hear when you had that direct connection with the Lord Jesus Christ. Because I believe after that, it developed in a way that I can see what you're doing now. And we'll talk a little bit o on that. I just need to leave a few minutes for that to share with us a few stories from the ministry which you are involved with at this uh, moment in time. Uh, and I'm talking about the uh, Adventist motorcycle ministry. Because when you talk about motorcycle ministry, people may have all sorts of ideas. You know, uh, another, you know, gang, another yeah. group of, uh, <laughs> of people. But Take me through to that time when you felt in your life that Jesus is calling you. Okay. Well, um, I used to be 
very touched by the power of God with music. And I can say that the music and the words was they were touching me harder than any other sermon. But in a place of uh, the high school, our college, every sermon, every speech, we used to have a worship in the morning, worship at night. So the whole place, the people, the way that the professors, the teachers, they used to have a, a conversations or education, patience with you. So everything were helping me to take a decision to be at the Lord's side. Mm. And also, in the college time, I was uh, kind of free to take my choices. I wasn't there with my father or my mom. And so I used to see some people around looking for happiness in a very different places. And finally, we knew that they wouldn't be so happy about it. Uh, we know that uh, the world has so many lights, so many musics, so many things to offer. And the first beginning, you could say that's very cool, it's very fun. But uh, reading the Bible, listening to some stories, some uh, week of prayers, we understood that the better road would be following uh, the Jesus, which is an uh, option of life that mm -hmm. we were having, like uh, take care of your health, uh, developing faith, uh, take care of your body, uh, doing exercise. Uh, I always, I used to love to do sports. In Brazil, we like to play several sports. And some of the fun that some people offer go against to have a good performance in sports. Mm. Uh, for example, people that use drugs or alcohol or cigarettes. So it doesn't make any sense to have a, a good performance in, in sports. So uh, we didn't have... A, that much appreciation for for those things but uh you know as a young people you always want to see well, what is in the other mm. side i don't know if i could say that but i i try to learn with the mistakes that i saw from from others people around because i saw some people passing a hard time using those type mm. of uh, pleasures yeah. so i didn't want that to me and I, I, I'm not gonna say that was uh, oh you were perfect oh you were, you were so holy no I'm not like that, but since I I I saw some situations it wasn't for me. Mm. We had the, for example the experience that was very good to me too, experience to sell the books, and to pay our scholarship. Mm -hmm. At the time. My father had the money to pay the college, but that was one decision that I took by myself. I feel that I would like to be knowing what's happening in other houses, to be out of my comfort zone. Mm. I could go 
on holidays to my home and stay there fine or travel to some good place but I decided to go with uh, our second family we would say people that we live with in the college to go to sell the books books from our publishing house and take some good news for the people mm. about the health and also for the gospel or to mm. share the the, the word of God. Yeah, I can see in what you're sharing that you have that gift of serving, which you find yourself doing even right now. Because as I say, time is now uh, coming to to an end with this program. But I'd like to talk a little bit of your um, visit here to Australia. You're supposed to be part of a convention which didn't take part yes. because of the circumstances which we live here uh, in uh, Australia, all around the world. Uh, we may mention that we live in the time of the coronavirus, which a uh, lot of people are so scared and lots of people are so confused and some of them just panicking. But you speaking with such a confidence that uh, we should not panic. We should not uh, uh, be worried, but we should care about each other, that we should strengthen each other and our relationship and most of all our relationship with God. I like to hear from you one or two story, if it's possible, from this ministry. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to talk about uh, the ministry, the AMM. So, AMM has been in more than more than 15 countries, and we, as our ambassador, we used to go to some country to open new chapters. Um, we have several stories, but one that I was very directly with was in Paraguay, our neighbor country. Uh, we have been there talk to some leaders and giving them some details how they should be working and they were a little bit worried about uh, how do you go to people and and call these people to be riding together so how, how do you really do it they were asking us about this and I told him that once you want to work for Lord God will send people to you. You do not need to worry about this. Once you decide that you want to be in a ministry, you want to take the Lord's gospel, God will open all the ways. And then the other day, we were just uh, sightseeing the city, and one guy stopped by, with his motorcycle and we talk about some of the details that the bike that he was driving riding and then uh, we just uh, asked him in the final of the conversation we said we invited him to go to the AMM and he was uh, with uh, several problems on his family and we told him, would you like to have a, a prayer with us? And we would like to ask God to bless your family, to protect you during your rides, to bless you in your job and what you do. And then he says, okay, uh, let's do it. And then we have a prayer. But up to this moment, we were like uh, thinking about it could be a coincidence. But then I asked him, 
where do you live exactly? In a huge Asuncion city, it's a city about two million people, and there are several cities around. Guess which city he was living. He was in the same town that the Adventist guy would be in a few days establishing the new chapter of AMM. Mm-hmm. So many motorcycle guys, they pass it through us, many. That guy stopped by. That guy accepted to have a, a prayer with us. We spent, a, we took some chat, and there was no coincidence. Mm-hmm. God is taking his people, and God uses people to preach the gospel. We call that divine appointment. Yes. <laughs> well, Nikki, the story of this man from Paraguay, it's unbelievable when uh, this man that we thought could be a coincidence, but it wasn't. So he starts to participate with the AMM group. He went to some rides, and then people from Asuncion AMM invited him to have some uh, biblical information, or we would say biblical Bible studies. And after he had taken the classes and everything, we had an invitation we were we went back to brazil and we had an invitation from amm asuncion paraguay to the first year of this chapter and when we get into that church with a, a special program we look at the front of the church and we see that alberto who was the guy from the paraguay he took the lessons, he took the study, and he, were, he was baptized at that church. And then you see the miracle and how God has been working to save people and to use us to send the word to the ones that want to receive the gospel. Mm, that's wonderful to hear because, you know, sometimes you're thinking, oh, you just go for a ride with a bike, but somebody's stopping by and connecting with you and uh, give his life to Jesus. This, I believe, God can use any uh, circumstances to reach out to people. And as I said a bit earlier, I was myself confronted when I was invited to be part of the group, uh, Adventist motorcycle group. I didn't have even a bike at that time. And I thought, oh, no, is that going to be another gang going on? What should we say to people, you know? <laughs> but now I believe, and I like even in our uh, ministry here in uh, Australia, to understand that every ride, it's a mission. It's a mission, yeah. Every ride, it's an opportunity to share the gospel with some people who otherwise may not uh, come in contact with our Lord Jesus Christ. And I um, really appreciate and uh, support uh, the ministry in which you are involved, particularly going from country to country to encourage small groups to start and to prepare God's people for the time of his return, because that's very soon. It's very near. Ernie, 
I really want to thank you for uh, accepting the invitation in a, this very short notice. Mm -hmm. I know that you are planning to fly back home as soon as possible. Yes, we are. And uh, we're looking forward uh, to see you back here in Australia, but we are going to keep in contact. Thank and you. you to share with us some of the stories uh, going on uh, around the world with this uh, ministry. Uh, and uh, may God bless you. Uh, our uh, uh, greetings to all uh, the people where you will uh, visit our... Uh, the Brazilians. The yeah. Brazilians yeah. and yeah. also, you know, the family, as you call Thank it. You. you know, the family all around the world. May God be with you. May God bless you. And to our listeners, we'd just like to just um, say this. Until next time, don't forget, keep walking in the footsteps of Jesus.